Hey, we're Anna and Jennifer Smith with Marriage After God. Helping you cultivate an extraordinary marriage. And today we're going to give you seven tips to get out of debt quickly. Now we know there's way more than seven tips that people can offer for getting out of debt quickly. So we want to hear from you. Please leave some comments and letting us know your quick tips on how to get out of debt. So this is a huge topic. Uh, most of the country is in debt. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's a mentality <laughs> of the culture that ha- it's been accepted and it's been okay yeah. to live a life of debt. So I think that there's yeah. just a lot of people living that way. Um, and we did. Um, yeah. I had, we had $20,000 of debt that yeah. we ch- uh, chopped away at you know, early on. Mm-hmm. We've been out of debt now for how many years? Gosh, like six. Yeah. Uh, it, it, and you know what? We love being out of debt. Yeah. It changes the way we think. Uh, it changes the way we spend money. Mm-hmm. changes the way we save money. And it changes the way we look at things that mm-hmm. cost money. Uh, so our heart for you guys, as marriages that are chasing after God and his ministry for your life, mm-hmm. is that you would be debt free. Because the, the what God put on our hearts when we decided to come back from the mission field and go home and get out of debt was that we could be m- more free to minister for him mm-hmm. and do his work and what he calls us to do. Mm-hmm. Without debt. And I would say that that is the number one benefit and blessing of being debt free is the freedom we have to do whatever God wants us to do. Yeah. There's just freedom. And so that's our heart for you. Yeah. And uh, so we just want to give you seven tips. These are simple tips Mm -hmm. uh, to help you get out of debt. And so we're just going to jump right in. I want to start off in Proverbs first and talk about the way we should think about debt. Yeah. Okay. Give us some wisdom. Yeah. Chapter 22, verse 7. The rich rule over the poor. And the borrower is slave to the lender. And this is just the reality. And this is talking about, this is Proverbs. So it's just giving this like black and white of the world. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, the idea is that the borrower is slave to the lender. When we borrow money, when we borrow from the future for the present, Mm -hmm. we become slaves to the one who gave us. Mm -hmm. And we don't want to be slaves to anything. Well, we don't even need to explain what that feels like. Because if you have any sort of debt, whether it's big or small or whatever different kinds it could be. You know what it feels like, yeah. like that, that slavery, that bondage, that uncomfortable frustration mm-hmm. that is surrounded by your finances. You know what it feels like. Yeah. You, you know that you could probably live off of way less if you didn't have that extra bill you had each month. And so that's our heart for you guys is that we would have this mind that we would have the mind of the Bible, the mind of the Lord yeah. on money and finances. And so we're going to walk through seven tips and let's just get right into the first tip. Well, the first one is um, talk to your spouse about making a plan or a budget on mm-hmm. how to get debt free and be in agreement. This was mm-hmm. the first fight that we had for um, months for, <laughs> and it lasted a long time. Yeah. Um, but when it came to this idea of debt, Um, So just to give a little bit of background, the debt that we had was because um, Aaron went to college to get his BA Mm -hmm. and it was a loan that was given to him to uh, finish out that that course of college. And you did graduate and everything like that. It was all my debt. And it was your debt. And so he brought that into the marriage, although it was deferred for the first two years. And so when we didn't feel it, we didn't feel it. And then it kicked in. And then we felt it and we were doing mission work and we were actually in Canada at the time without jobs. And so that was one of the motivating reasons why we decided to move back home to Southern California uh, to work out getting out of this debt. Um, But the whole time being in California, Mm -hmm. I would say the first year and a half, I wrestled in my heart because I was not in agreement with getting out of debt, even though I didn't want it to be a part of our marriage anymore. Mm -hmm. um, I I had the the wrong perspective because I saw it all as your debt and your motivation 
education. Not our debt. Exactly. And we were working, you know, minimum wage jobs, yeah. putting everything we had towards it. And I was frustrated. I, you know, I, I wanted things. I wanted experiences. Yeah, all of our had I, wanted, I was doing that comparison thing. Cookware. It was dishes. really hard. Yeah. I'd be at a, a, another wife's house and, you know, she'd pull out a coffee maker and I'm like, we're, we can't make coffee. Yeah. We don't even have an apartment and you didn't yet. Even drink you coffee. Yeah. I know. I didn't even care. So, yeah. um, my point here is this, be in agreement recognize that you guys are one like it doesn't matter whose debt it is let tackle it together because yeah. i realized once i changed my heart on this mm -hmm. god changed my heart on this um that we were actually more um efficient in getting out of debt mm -hmm. working together as a team than we ever were when we were butting heads about it well it, and if you think about it this is probably what keeps most people in debt yeah um there's lots of factors but not being on the same page. Mm -hmm. Let's say I want to get out of debt and I, I, I want to pay a bill and you're like, no, I want to go buy this thing. Mm -hmm. It's not going to the bill, right? Or it's a fight or a little less is going to go to mm -hmm. it. Um, but being on the same page, yeah. you know, coming up with a budget and sticking to the budget and then coming up with a plan. I'm like, well, out of every extra dollar we get, we're going to give this much to um, the debt. Yeah. And knowing that that happens because what happens is the moment the time comes and you have a big chunk to give mm -hmm. because you had decided already like every extra dollar mm -hmm. like let's you have an extra $500 and you're like wow we could go get that barbecue that I've always wanted and you're like babe remember we we, we said we're not going to do this we're going to do this mm -hmm. and I'm like oh you're right keep each other accountable or yeah. that $250 extra comes in and you're like oh I wanted to go get that, you know, some clothes or a new pair of shoes. And, you're, mm -hmm. and I'm like, babe, remember. So instead of it just being like pick and choose when we yeah. do it, yeah. we know together. Mm -hmm. Hey, we just wanted to take a quick break from this week's episode to invite you and your spouse to take Jennifer and I's 31 day marriage prayer challenge. We wrote 31 prayers for my husband and 31 prayers for my wife to encourage couples in their prayer life for one another. So if you're interested in taking our challenge, as thousands of couples have already done, please go to marriageaftergod.com forward slash challenge at the end of this episode, and you'll get more information about the challenge. Thousands of couples have already gone through this prayer challenge, and we're so excited to be able to extend this to you and invite you to participate. We dare your marriage. So and, that's tip one. And and I have an, a, an extra tip on top of that. If you guys aren't on the same page for any reason yeah. or your perspectives are a little bit not driving together, mm -hmm. um, pray for one another. Be oh, willing yeah, to at least one. start there because I, I feel like you praying for my heart really helped me um, to submit that to the Lord. And I just I just really want to encourage you guys that being in agreement mm -hmm. on something this major in marriage, it's just really important. So start there. Start with prayer. Yeah. And uh, so... Tip number two is stop using credit cards and stop accruing debt. Yeah, stop accumulating. Like, so you, you're, you know, you have this much debt and every week or month you add a little bit more debt to it, right? And then you try and chip it on this end, but it's the chipping away is much smaller. We know how it works. Like most of it goes to interest, a little bit goes to principal or none goes to principal and you're adding debt. There will always be reasons to justify debt. There'll always be always. An, another credit card coming out that has really low interest rate or, you or know, you miles, or you guys or, need a car and you have to go get that one that comes yeah. with a loan. So you have to start making choices that are going to hurt a little bit, which is telling your flesh no, um, telling mm. each other no, telling each other, you know, remi remind each other about the plan. 
Yeah. Well, what needs to happen is a retraining mm-hmm. of our money because we're if we're used to debt, mm-hmm. then getting out of debt, it's like I'm going on a diet. Yeah. It hurts. I'm hungry. Yeah. Like we need that thing. So you just have, again being on the same page like we said in tip one, mm-hmm. tip two, just stop getting into debt. Yeah. Like just let it stop because it won't grow. Mm-hmm. Unless you don't pay it, and then you'll get interest, but don't add to it. Yeah. Okay. I have one more tip on top of this tip. I know uh, I keep doing this. Add, okay. Additional so, tips. and this like this one goes more speaking towards honesty. Um, if you feel the need to use debt to try and pay off debt, like doing that whole vicious cycle of mm-hmm. um, playing catch up, uh, you need to stop. And if that means that you need to be honest with your your community and the people that you're fellowshipping with, and letting them them know I'm in a really hard spot, so that they can provide you groceries that week, or they can or encourage you. you know, encourage you or be praying for you or giving you tips and advice you have to be able to let people in like that you and I know finances is a sticky thing because not everybody wants to talk about that but if we can be honest with Mm -hmm. the community that that surrounds us um, at least it gives them an opportunity to be the body of Christ and and provide things for us that maybe we can't be provided for based off of our income at this moment yeah if you truly need it yeah that's the because you want to be able to be content and we'll talk about that later but so tip number three is Sell extra stuff. Yeah, <laughs> we we got we got out of debt in a year and a half, mm-hmm. and we almost didn't own anything. Yeah, well, to start with, we didn't really own anything. But we sold everything. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, we sold every extra thing we could. Anything that we had that was a value, for the most part, we sold it. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? To us, when we we got from step one, we got on the same page, mm-hmm. and we said how much more valuable it would be to be debt free. They want to be to hold on to these these things that aren't going to heaven with us yeah. that don't mean anything that, that you know it doesn't mean sell things that you absolutely need. No, just take an inventory around your house. You know, go take a walk and everyone go, has extra stuff. Yeah, everyone's got pockets and places and storage bins mm-hmm. full of things. We actually were just talking about this. There's another storage facility being built right down the street from oh, our house, no. and it's like three or four stories. It's massive, and you're calculating. You're like, okay, I think there's going to be like 400 storage containers in there, <sighs> and I was thinking. Who in their right mind is going to put all that stuff in storage? But it happens. Because it's my stuff. Okay, but I'm going to put it somewhere. I'm going to pay. People do it all the time. Different circumstances, whatever. I get it. But um, my point is is that we have stuff that we can let go of. We have stuff that we can get rid of. Utilize Craigslist. Utilize a garage sale. Utilize Mm -hmm. um, Facebook even has a marketplace for things like this. And you can easily rack up some extra change by getting rid of stuff. And every penny you make off the stuff you sell, put it towards debt. Yeah. And I would would also suggest, here's my tip on the tip. Be in agreement on what you sell. Make sure that you have the approval mm-hmm. of your spouse just so that you don't get rid of anything that they really wanted to keep. <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, that's a good point. Well, remember, making the plan, being on the same page, yeah. picking the stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, another tip on top of the tip. Okay. I'm going to do what you were doing. Uh, when you go to make payments on your credit cards or school loans or um, any sort of debt, make sure to do principal only payments Mm. because a lot of these places they're so sneaky if you just do an extra payment what they'll do is they'll take your interest and they'll take their their fees and all that out first and then they'll take principal oh that's good so make sure you designate your payments that you send to your to the debt as principal only if you if you can so that's just another tip awesome (laughs) 
So why don't you tell us what tip number four is? So number four was kind of my idea. I thought it'd be fun to add this one, but it's use your giftings and talents. There's so many people that know how to make things like macrames. There's people that know how to paint. There's oh, yeah. people that know how to do even web coding. Like there's so many different yeah, photography, variations of talents that can be utilized, especially on the side of whatever mm-hmm. job you already have um, to make that extra cash. And so, yeah, we use photography. We both, it was a passion of ours. We both enjoyed it. And so we actually turned it into a little mini business. We were working full-time jobs and doing this on the side. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and we loved it for the time being that, that we had that. Yeah, we did every weekend, which leads us into step five, um, which is we went into a season of our life Mm -hmm. where pretty much every single weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Saturday, Sunday, we were doing photo shoots. Mm-hmm. We were shooting families, babies, weddings. So weddings we, made the most money for so sure. So we both worked <laughs> full time jobs, but then we but then we went we knew going into it yeah. that we'd be working um, nights to edit and things like that, yep. and then we'd on the weekend shootings. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have kids back then, so if you had ch- have children currently, uh, this is, there's going to be just some logistical Variations. things. You yeah. may not both work, um, but there's things you can do. We know people that. Um, you know, going back to the tip before this is they, they sew things and they sell yep. them on Etsy mm-hmm. or they make candles. Get your kids involved in that. Yeah, so if they're old enough, they could. We live in a, a world where you can literally go online and start a business yeah. and sell something you make and ship it and make a little bit extra cash. Um, again, we talk, we say this to, to do this in seasons mm-hmm. because you can't just go forever doing this, working full-time jobs, doing You'll all these get extra things. Out. So Communicating. Yeah, I would really say communicate because you want to set that expectation for so that your spouse knows, oh, my husband's not going to be yep. gone all the time or my wife or yeah. I are not going to be so busy that we can't yeah. do anything else. So set that expectation ahead of time and say, look, we're going to do this for three months. So for three months, we're going to you know, yeah. hunker down and we're going to be tight with our schedule. Um, but then after that, we'll loosen up again. And I think or going in and out of Or more realistically, it'll probably be like 12 month stints. Like, hey, for the next year, we're not, we, we're going to be working harder. Yeah. But in those seasons of like, man, this is hard, you can communicate and be like, hey, remember, like, just for this year, yeah. we're on the same page. And then when things get hard, remind mm. each other, remind yeah. each other of the plan. Uh, yeah. So that that's um, that's actually how we got out of debt. Yeah. The fastest was all the side work we did. Yeah. All the side business using our giftings and talents. Mm-hmm. Okay, so number six. This is a hard one for um, Americans. Most people, yeah, <laughs> Americans specifically. Um, it's be content. Be content with what you have. Mm-hmm. The reason we are a debt society and we want, it's because we're not content. Yeah. I don't have enough. Yeah. I need that extra thing. I need a, a third car. I need that toy. I need that. I, we need a bigger home. We need. We justify everything on the basis of need. And I think sometimes if we just reevaluate that, we actually, we can tell our hearts it's not a need. <laughs> yeah. Well, as we start retraining ourselves, because all, all these things, they're all going to hurt our flesh because yeah. we've trained our flesh to get whatever it wanted. Yeah. That's what we use the debt for. Mm-hmm. So just like, well, you know, I need that. And boom, we're in debt again. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to hurt, but it's good because we're retraining the way we think about these things. Mm-hmm. We actually re- realize that how much, how little we actually need yeah. and how much wants we have mm-hmm. in comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, but being content... We just wanted to take a quick break to ask you if you are enjoying this content, would you please leave a star review and a comment review? This helps us spread the word about Marriage After God and and just all the episodes that we have to offer. And we would love uh, just to get that reach out there. So please, again, if you have a moment, just um, take that time to leave a star review and a comment review for us. Thank you so much and enjoy the rest of the episode. Um, For seven years, 
We had one, one car. car. <laughs> we both had jobs. It doesn't mean it wasn't hard or, or that it wasn't inconvenient because there were times Tons where of times. I it rode a was. bike for three years. <laughs> hey, but that was good for your health. It was great <laughs> for my health, but I rode a, a bike every day for like three years going to my job. And there was times where, you know, we'd have conflicting schedules where I'd want to do something at the same time he would. And unless yeah. I couldn't get a ride or you couldn't you get a ride, or, it just gets a little yeah. difficult. But here's the thing, you guys, we saved so much money not having a second car payment, yeah. not having that extra debt as a part of yeah. our marriage. And to be honest, we didn't get a second car until a couple years ago yeah. <laughs> when we absolutely needed it because we had another baby yeah. and they w- we wouldn't all fit in the car we had. Yeah. So like, so, was it, um, it was 10 years of marriage with one car? One car. And so th- this is just an example of mm-hmm. being content mm-hmm. and just realizing like, what do we actually need? Mm-hmm. Can we make this work? It's going to be hard, but you know what? The fruit on the other end of this mm-hmm. The freedom you'll have financially and just in your spirit of knowing you don't owe anyone any money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the decisions you can make, the places you can go, the things you can build in your life just get larger and larger. Mm-hmm. And so that's our heart for you. And I want you to bring up the last one. And this is a super hard one, but we believe in it wholeheartedly. Yeah. The last one is be generous, which I know sounds contradictory, super when, contradictory. when you're trying to plan out a budget and you're trying to get out of debt and you feel so tight and, mm-hmm. and you feel like you already have nothing, which your heart can easily convince you of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then someone else comes along with a need. We want to encourage you guys to be generous, to be, to mm-hmm. find a way to help support them because we found that yes, it hurts and yes, it's hard, but God has used that generosity from us mm-hmm. in gigantic ways, ways that we Amazing could ways. never have imagined or fathomed to bless someone else. And we truly believe that, um, the generosity mm-hmm stimulates not only growth in our hearts um well it's a spiritual discipline it really is and it that was super hard for you too um i I don't know why it was easier for me because that doesn't seem like it would be aaron's really easy going about just giving stuff away and handing over large amounts of money where to me it was more like hold on a second we need to rethink this i i always put up a fight but over the years i've really learned how to um how to be more generous Mm -hmm. and you're right it is a spiritual discipline i think it's a way of being Mm -hmm. i think it's um you know a a perspective that your heart can have and we want to encourage you guys to be generous people um because when we're generous we don't have such a a tight hold on our finances to this you can you can hold it loosely and what you do is you're not just holding it loosely so the wind can come and drag it you're holding it loosely up to the father and saying you can have our finances Mm -hmm. and you can be in control so that when he randomly brings someone by that needs help you're ready and willing to give it yeah and a a secondary tip on top of this the the way we did this is we opened up several different bank accounts Mm -hmm. which are free you know, oftentimes. It helped us organize our finances. So we had our bills account, which was every penny that we owed to bills. That was debt and everything. Mm-hmm. And then we had a savings account, which almost never had any money in it. <laughs> and then we had a, t- a tithe account, which was our giving. It doesn't have to be 10%. The, the idea is that we have a willing and cheerful heart mm-hmm. in the giving. Mm-hmm. And then we had our allowance account, which never had any money in it during this time. <laughs> it, was, it always dropped to negative and we'd have to find a way to what we put in there. And then yeah. God would come through and give so us extra money in our paycheck. What we would do is whenever we got money, we split it up based off of what we've decided in mm-hmm. our planning session. Mm-hmm. We said, hey, first of all, bills, and then our giving, mm-hmm. and whatever percent that's going to be, and then whatever's left is ours, mm-hmm. which was never anything. Yeah. <laughs> but now it is. And yeah. you know what? The habit that we started then, we still do. Mm-hmm. And you know what? The numbers are different, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so if we, we always tell ourselves, like, oh, we'll give when we have more. 
But you know what the Bible says? It's better to give when you, when you have less. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that you're giving from your poverty. You know, Jesus talks about the woman who gave her last mite. Mm-hmm. And he says, no, she gave more than the man that gave $100 mm-hmm. because she gave out of her poverty. And so the idea is, again, don't go into debt and don't make it to where you can't feed your family. But if you say, Lord, teach us how to be generous. Teach us how to give. And if it's a dollar, every single time you get paid, you're like, we're going to put a dollar in our giving account. Mm-hmm. And we have, a car, uh, we have a debit card. We called it our giving card. And we don't touch it. It's not ours. It doesn't go to our bills. It doesn't go to our, 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 our pocket. We don't use it on ourselves. We say, Lord, you show us. Who, who needs this today? You, you'll be so surprised. And you know what? God wants our hearts. Mm-hmm. It's not about the amount of money. Mm-hmm. It's about the heart. Yeah. And so we believe that this is what changed us the most. Yeah. It wasn't just getting out of debt. It was while getting out of debt, taking from what we had left and then giving that mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. And getting into the habit of that and, and allowing the Lord to teach us. And it, you know what? It's another level of saying t- to our flesh, no. Mm-hmm. You, we're going to do something for the Lord and not for ourselves. Look, we know that finances can be one of the number one contender of contentions in marriage. And so we just hope that this was an encouragement to you to say, hey, where are we at financially? And let's get on the same page. We want to encourage you guys with this message today. And we also want you to know that there's resources out there. If you go to DaveRamsey.com or look up Financial Peace University, and they have some really great Mm -hmm. resources on how to walk you through getting out of debt. And so if you just need that extra little help, that could be a really great resource for you. As always, we just want to thank you for joining us this week, and we'll see you next time. Did you enjoy today's show? If you did, it would mean the world to us if you could leave us a review on iTunes. Also, if you're interested, you can find many more encouraging stories and resources at marriageaftergod.com and let us help you cultivate an extraordinary marriage.